Welcome back to The Hot Slice. I am Denise Greer, Executive Editor here at Pizza Today, and with me is Josh Cowan, our Creative Director. Hey, Josh. What's up, Denise? It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. You're just back from vacation. Yes, Looking kind of yes. tan, actually. Like, I, I'm, I'm feeling really pale compared to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I always didn't, pale, but I didn't so. really do, I didn't go to the beach or anything. This is literally from building a paper patio, because that's what I like to do on my vacations, is build things. So there you go. I I'm built riding, a patio I'm riding on my vacation, my, too. So. I'm riding a bike a lot. I rode my bike a lot. So that's that's my joy. Well, that'll get you tan. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know. But anyway, exactly. so anyway, yes, so, happy yes. to be here. Happy yeah. to be doing a hot slice and today's guest, uh, you, okay, you're going to get so much out of today's guest. It's, uh, he's, he's dropping just quote after quote that it's, is amazing yeah. and that, that you can take, put in your pocket and go with because it's, uh, it's valuable information. So maybe we should tell them who it is though. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so with us today, we've got Vincent Rotolo from, he is from Good Pie in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and Vincent is just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, everything from opening, uh, moving a store to pizza making, uh, to staffing, to uh, just leaning on the industry. Uh, he drops so much knowledge about uh, what, what you really should do to, to make all that happen. Uh, and he's just, he's a very humble guy too. I can't believe how humble he is. Very humble. I mean, uh, you would, you know, think it's, so, I mean, like he's been in the business since he was 12, I think he, yeah. you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk all about that, you know, where, where he grew up, uh, in the podcast, uh, or, or where he spent his weekends, which is just we'll give you a little hint. It's Josh's favorite pizzeria that mm. he grew up above. <laughs> yeah. So he lived above it. I can't imagine anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, just, uh, sit back and relax because this is a great podcast and he's a great guest. So yeah. Vincent Rotolo, everyone. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Every pizza you serve makes an impression. Make each one count with Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese. With a kiss of buffalo milk, velvety melt, extraordinary stretch, no overbrowning, and superb reheat, Baccio is the unparalleled performer designed to consistently impress. And only Baccio offers the Gold Club Rewards Program, which provides monthly cash back and exclusive marketing support. Schedule a demonstration at BaccioCheese.com slash hot slice and discover how Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese creates pizzas that impress. Uh, so you've had some pretty exciting things happening lately. First of all, uh, congrats on the new spot. Uh, Thank you so much. You know, Thank you. Uh, you kind of tell, tell the folks kind of what you just did because you moved into a much uh, bigger spot in a different area. Um, what's happened with, uh, with Good Pie? What's happened with Good Pie is on, uh, on December 1st, we, we moved to a bigger location that, that has a full bar. It's five times larger. Um, it's something that um, I built and designed myself. Um, oh, wow. So anyone watching, please, in the future, just hire the right people to do that job. Don't be that plumber. <laughs> Don't be that guy under the sink making a bigger problem. <laughs> um, no, but I'm kidding. But, but it, was, it was a great 
um, learning experience and it was a great way for me to grow into a real restaurant operator um, and, a, and a real restaurant tour and, and just wear a, a few different hats, um, you know, from signing the lease to negotiating the lease to, you know, raising the funds and doing all the things to, uh, to get a place open while operating an existing place yeah. was, um, was a during great- a, During a pandemic as well. <laughs> and during, during a pandemic. During a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. There were some scary days, Josh, you know, with some, there was some rough times, but we've opened December 1st. We're, we're back. You know, I feel like uh, coronavirus is kind of the beginning of the end and more and more people are getting vaccinated and I'm seeing faces and, and, and unmasked people. And it's, it's starting to feel, you know, just really exciting and, and right. uh, like, like, like we're finally open. Yeah, yeah y'all are open 100% too, right? Oh, sorry. Josh. We're at 100% occupancy <laughs> yeah. as of June 1st. Yeah. So it's our third week of 100%. And, um, Josh, we're, we're in the Arch District, and uh, that's, uh, we're located at 1212 South Main Street. Okay. And it's, we're right on an area that's becoming known as Brewery Row. There's a oh, lot like of breweries that. right around <laughs> us. Um, okay. And so, you know, Vegas is becoming a beer, you know, town. People are relocating from other cities simply because it's easier to, mm-hmm. um, there's less strict, you know, the, the, the things that are the red tape, right. To go through, to be a brewery and a, and a, and a, and a, and a brew pub. Yeah. Um, it's a little easier here because some of the, you know, the predecessors and some of the early, you know, brew pub operator owners, um, mm-hmm. like craft house and big dogs, they help pave the way and make life yeah. easier. So now yeah. all these new breweries are coming in. It's really, really exciting. If you're a beer lover. Oh, I am a huge craft beer lover. So that's awesome. I'll have well, to remember that yeah, when, next remember, time we're in town. <laughs> well, I remember being in Colorado maybe 10 years ago, visiting some pizzerias and, you know, it was just starting starting its boom right then. And, and to see how it spread throughout the country like that, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. It's great. There's six breweries within a two block radius of Good Pie. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely- and we carry all their beers <laughs> and we love them and we feed their staff and it's great. It's just a real amazing community and you know there's other restaurants around there too there's a yeah a new barbecue place that opened there's a wonderful kind of like modern american restaurant you know right mm-hmm. next door to us um so we're really really lucky to be in the right place at the right time in a community that's that's thriving yeah you know something i really love about what how you approach business and what i've seen with you in vegas is you've got that collaborative uh mindset that you know that people are not necessarily competition that you're all kind of in it together um you know can you talk about some of the things that you've that you've done uh in I, I blame john arena and tony and <laughs> Chris Becker for yeah. that. That's yeah, not, that. i'm not that guy yeah. <laughs> i'm a mean guy i want to fight everybody if those guys are so nice and if they make it so hard much, i've had Kill to change you. i've had to change because they're such good human beings and then yeah. when you're around these great human beings in the industry and you look up to them and you admire them, you realize your shortcomings and your flaws and you know, you just, you have to become better. And that's just being brutally honest. Those guys are, are awesome human beings. I I can't hold a stick to those guys. I'm just trying (laughs) to be better because they set the bar of just humanity so high within our industry. Yeah, that's, uh, you're doing a great great job. (laughs) Absolutely. And at least I know who I am. You know what I mean? I, 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 um, you know, I'm in awe of the generosity and the kindness of those, of those guys. Yeah. And, um, 
And I and, and it it humbles me every day. And I'm not a humble guy, right? I'm just I'm just not. I try to be, but the truth is, is that those guys uh, have set the tone for mm-hmm. successful pizzeria operations locally, you know, nationally and globally. And if you if you want to be great, you just follow them. And that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And how different is, you know, I think about Las Vegas and how diverse it is and just, it, it seems like a completely different business environment than a lot of the cities that, that we're kind of used to. Uh, you know, what are you kind of dealing with um, as you grow your business in Vegas? It's a great question. I think that um, there's multiple different, uh, you know, circumstances and situations that affect us right now and obviously the strip reopening and the the strip is busy Mm -hmm. and um the casinos are the heartbeat of operations for the entire city right i know people that work there and and uh, i worked there at one point in my life and so they they employ thousands and thousands of people and it's it's the hub of of the las vegas economy and so as the strip opens you know they, they make it a little bit more difficult to find quality staff because the strip is doing um, things that we just can't do as far as in, in a work environment. And it's, it's, I think that um, if you know who you are, there's ways to maneuver through those challenges. And, and we're trying to find our identity as a, as a brand and as a business, as a company. And so um, there is the off strip kind of like camaraderie and togetherness and support amongst a lot of chefs, not just pizza, but, the whole culinary community off strip has this sense of like, it's us against the world. And they're, they're yeah. really uh, a lot of chefs that I know. And the list just goes on and on are huge supporters and huge, just um, great friends. Mm-hmm. And I haven't experienced that anywhere. I, you know, I operated in New York. I, I was part of a restaurant culture in Brooklyn, you know, as part of, you know, I opened, you know, the meatball shop on Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg. And I worked on the Lower East Side, when the bars were booming there and I'm a New York guy through and through, mm-hmm. but I've never felt the community of culinary and food and beverage, just unity and support that I, that I felt, you know, that I feel now mm-hmm. and it feels really good. Um, I know I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. And that just reinforces a, a level of confidence that when you go through COVID and you go through challenges, and things are really, really hard. And we know as an operator every day, there are gonna be problems to solve, but I know that I'm not alone and, and that makes it easier. And I could pick up the phone and call someone and they'll be there for me. You know, um, whether it's John or Chris or another pizza guy, like I've had to work a lot harder physically mm-hmm. and I've had things happen to my body and I had to call Decker. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cause he's the only guy that I know that works that, like I, I'm not working as hard as him, but He's the only guy that I know that just puts out hundreds and hundreds of pizzas. He's a machine. And he literally had, he sent me a list of things to buy, like buy this for your shoulder and get this, like like your knee. It's like, like, it's athletic. Yeah. He's like the team doctor. He knows everything. He knows every ailment. He's like, oh, and you you might not have this yet, but you will. Like, I'm like, like, (laughs) you got to get ice down after the game. Your wrist might not, but eventually it'll go. And when it does, you got to have this. Yeah. 
He's like, I'm like, dude, you should start a website. Like, dude, that's, from that's, to buy. Yeah. like hey, like Scott Wiener has to do an article research. on that. It's that's like what said, Denise. Pizza make a recovery site. Like, <laughs> yeah, Decker knows all the answers. It was great to tap Dr. Decker for the uh, for the Dr. next Decker article with uh, <laughs> he really know he really knows. And and I did what he said, and it helped. And I was back on the line, you know, wow. the, you know, within a reasonable time. I want to say the next day, but that's just not true. Yeah. So wow. it, first of all, I, you know. I could take a do a whole conversation. I'd love to do a whole conversation with you just about the meatball shop. It's one of my favorite places. Oh, I, I love, love that meatball. concept. Oh, we could do it. Yeah, I I'm love that concept from day guys. one. Yeah, yeah I mean, me check this out. Here's love a piece it. of information you don't know. Daniel Holtzman, who was the founding chef of the meatball right. shop, uh-huh. is opening a pizzeria within six weeks in Los Angeles called uh-huh. Danny Boy's Famous Original. Wow. And he's been oh, working with Arena. <laughs> really? Yes, and he's been. Yeah. Trying to, he spent some time at Good Pie with me, and he's a great friend. I've known him for you know twenty years. I got to meet him once at the meatball chef. shop. Yeah, yeah. And he loves pizza, and he's wanted to do pizza for a while, so he's finally doing it. And the pandemic kind of delayed him, but he's back on yeah. track. So he called me and said, "Hey, I need help, and I, you know, I just want to, like, I'm a chef, and I know yeah. this, but I just want to think a little different. And you know, can I pick your brain? And I'm like, yeah, yeah but." You got to talk to, you're talking to the wrong guy. Like call John <laughs> and, and she's working with John a little bit on that too. So, so you will get to speak to him because ultimately I'm sure yeah. you'll come into contact. He's coming out for the expo. Oh, wonderful. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll introduce you guys. You're going to love him. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, Josh, there's one thing that um, I don't know if you know, but this, you're going to love this, that, um, that he got, Vince got his start. At, oh, I know. I know. John's on Bleaker. I know. You lived above it, right? You lived I, above it. Oh, I, I did. My, my, uh, my parents, um, you know, my father's grew up in the building there. And then when his crazy. family moved on, he kind of inherited, you know, my uncle had the apartment. That was like the apartment was like, you know, a family heirloom. Yeah. I can imagine. And, and I was living there for a while, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I would go visit my dad. And and I was, I was fortunate enough to get a job at John's. And... Um, you know, I just fell in love. You were destined for this business if you're living, yeah. <laughs> if you're living above you know, I, I, I feel like that's true, but I took a, a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of went, um, you know, when you're young and you don't know a lot, mm-hmm. you make choices based on things that you think are important at that time. So I, right. I thought making a lot of money was the important thing. Yeah. And I was on the path, you know, I was working in prep and I was a busser and and I, you know, I was rolling dough with these guys every Saturday. I rolled dough and I, you know, I kind of just was touching dough a lot as a kid to 12 and 13. Um, and I wanted to make money. So I became a, you know, I wanted to be a server cause they made, they made the money yeah. and they made tips. And I went on that and that took me on a path to the front of house for, you know, for several decades. Yeah. And I always look back to that decision and I thought I loved, you know, touching pizza, touching dough. Just, I was enamored and in awe watching the guys make pizza when I was a kid. And, and I always thought if I will have followed that path at that time, I might have opened Good Pie 15 or 20 years earlier. But yeah. you know, with uh, the experience that you got from the other on the in front of house, you, that that might not work fifteen to twenty five years, fifteen years yeah. ago. So right I could have been closed too, ten years right. ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So take take yeah. me back real quick when you decided to open location two. Like, what were the what was the thought process? Like, what were the pros and cons, and what kind of made you go over and say, "Hey, I got to open this. We got to go with this." 
It's a great question. I um, The plan was to always outgrow that small location, but to just mm-hmm. get started. Mm-hmm. And I had been shopping business plans for decades and just getting shot down. Mm-hmm. But I learned as I was going through the process of trying to understand how to raise money that a lot of entrepreneurs are giving up too much equity to, 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 to investors and losing control. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to open up a small enough place where I could control, I could be the majority owner of my own business yeah. and not give up control to the, to the investor side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that was to start really small with Makes a low sense. investment number where I was, had enough, what they call is skin in the game. Yeah. So when I funded the first location, I got it open for 35,000 and wow. 10 of which was my own money. And I only had to raise 25. So I didn't have to give up a lot. Yeah. Wow. Right? And that and gives so, you so much freedom. That gives you yeah. so much freedom. It, it gave me freedom because I knew if I could grow the brand, mm-hmm. that, that place had two things going for it. Mm-hmm. It was fully equipped. There was an oven. There was a mixer. There was a walk-in. It was ready to go. I got open within a month of signing my lease. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was, was that it had an address, which was Las Vegas Boulevard on it. Um. And I just thought, if I could have a website with a Las Vegas Boulevard address and an Instagram page mm-hmm. and grow a brand that I could move out of that space within a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that fortunately, um, you know, that's what happened. And, and, and once again, arena predicted my whole life cycle <laughs> before I signed the lease, I brought him in and we just got the ovens on and, and I wasn't sure exactly how to use the oven and, and I said, John, let's make it. So me and John made a pie in there. And I said, what do you think, man? This is a hard, it's like a Z location. It's like hidden. And he's like, listen, you could make this work because you are a relentless self-promoter. And I yeah. don't mean that in a good, you know, and I wasn't <laughs> sure. So I'm like, he's like, cause you, you're going to promote it. You're going to get the name out. You're going to get the word out. And, and yeah, a lot of guys here, this would be a risk, but it's not a risk for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to outgrow this in a year. And uh, 13 months in there, I signed the other deal. Oh, wow. So it, it, it really, um, the plan worked. Mm-hmm. But there was also, I was, the good pie I'm in now was always the plan. Mm-hmm. It was just taking a different path to get there. So I didn't own 20% of my own business. Cause then I, you know, yeah. then you're an employee. Yeah. And that's really what it was. It was more of a stepping stone to this location. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, especially people thinking about doing a new restaurant could take a lot from that right there. I mean, it was my a, food truck. Yeah. 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 The first location was my food truck, but it just <laughs> yeah. didn't have wheels. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and something I read an article in one of the Las Vegas newspapers about how when you did open this large space dealing with the pandemic, you went ahead and didn't roll out your non pizza items. Is that right? You waited until you yes, have you started the non pizza items now? Because I know you said there's a timeline and I'll just take you through it quickly. But yes, Mm -hmm. we open only um, the first three days, we thought we could open the bar and then open the slice window and take out. No dining. Mm-hmm. Even though at that time, Vegas permitted a small percentage of dining, it wasn't feasible. No. Yeah. So after three days, I didn't feel safe because it's a long, narrow space and people sitting at the bar drinking, removing masks and people walking by them 
to pick up takeout. Mm-hmm. It was too, it wasn't six feet away. Yeah. So after three days, we decided, sorry, all the bartenders that we hired and trained were closing the bar. Yeah. And we only opened the slice window and takeout. Mm-hmm. And we did that December and January. And, um, and even at some point in January, in the middle of January, we decided we're not letting anyone in. Mm-hmm. If you had takeout, you could, you could knock on the door and then tell us your name and we would run to the back and run it. So I hired yeah. someone, a runner, mm-hmm. to just run orders up and, and, and then it was the window that we could get yeah. you. So you can only order online. There was no dining. There was no ordering in the restaurant except if you were ordering something in a box out a window. Yeah. And that was, that was tough. And at that time, we were also testing our employees once a week and we were paying for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we, we had a mobile unit of doctors come to the back alley every, every, uh, every, every Tuesday mm-hmm. at four o'clock and test every employee. And we would get the results within 10 minutes. Wow. And if you had a positive case, you just got sent home and we still paid you. Mm-hmm. You got sent home for two weeks and we paid you yeah. to stay home. Wow. And we didn't want to be part of the unemployment. We didn't want to lose that employee. Yeah. We wanted to retain but we wanted to open and start building a culture that we're going to take care of our team. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to build trust amongst the employees because there were some other operators, you know, not anyone I knew well, none of my friends, mm-hmm. but some operators that I could look from afar that were operating in ways that just my opinion were borderline of safe or unsafe. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to be super conservative. In fact, I had a joke with customers that, um, they would come and say, how come you're not doing dining and these other guys are? And I would say, we want to give you an authentic New York experience and New York is closed. I follow Governor Cuomo. <laughs> and they'd be like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. When New York opens, I'm opening as a show of unity for all my New York brothers. That's great. And people were like, oh, wow, that's cool. We're going to get takeout. And I was like, just kidding. But, <laughs> but you know, it's so then we got to Valentine's Day. And we started dining 35%. Mm-hmm. And then we, then we, when we opened up with, you know, we added this, you know, salads and mm-hmm. lasagna, spaghetti, meatball, chicken parm. We're doing, there's a section of the menu called Italian American classics. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we all know. Like, I don't want to have to explain the menu. There's nothing on there you haven't seen or heard from, but yeah. everything there is of the utmost quality of, you know, we're sourcing things to the best of our ability, we're, we're, we're buying what we feel are the highest quality ingredients and we're spending as much as we can for them. And then we're charging accordingly. And that's what we try to do. So then we, then as we went to, you know, April 1st, it increased to 50%. And then June 1st was a hundred percent. So we slowly in phases went from only a slice window, not letting people in, letting some people in carefully, it was reservation only in February. Oh, wow. So we went from, you were a casual pizzeria, but we think it's upscale casual. Yeah. We think it's fine casual, really. It's fine dining, but casual, right? Mm-hmm. We, we define the service as the best experience you could receive while still wearing flip-flops. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're trying to be. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm like a service, like, you know, I focus on service so much. Like I want the service to be better than the food. Uh-huh. I want the people to be nicer than the food quality is high. And I mm-hmm. think the food, pro- I'm proud of the food, but I want my team 
And my, I want to take care of people like you're at grandma's house. We're a grandma themed restaurant. So we go all in on that theme. Yeah. And, and we want you to feel like you went to a grandmother's house and she's taking care of you. And that's part of our training. It's part of our culture. And so December, January, no one came in. February 14th, some people came in, reservation only. As restrictions were lifted, we went in phases and now we're at 100% fully. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we feel like we're, we're open. Like mm-hmm. we haven't had a grand opening. We had a soft opening. Yeah. And, and I think at, you know, at some point we'll plan a grand opening party, but at, at, at this during, point. During Pizza Expo. <laughs> Maybe. No, yeah, that, that might be tough. There's uh, a lot going on. Yeah. I um I thought I thought about it, Denise, but I wanna yeah. I wanna focus on Pizza Expo and shine the yeah. light on what you guys do and it. shine the light on what everyone else is doing. And I, I'm not really looking to put any spotlight on us at all. Yeah. I've said no to interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've tried to get a lot of publicity because that's in my nature. Yeah. And I've learned that from the meatball shop, and publicity is important. Yeah, but ultimately, right now, I, I've shied away from it. I'm not working with a publicist for the first time in years. Yeah. And we're just trying to get things right internally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying to be there for my team yeah. and lead them through uncharted waters. And Arena told me this two weeks ago. And he's always kind of getting on me. Like, he's the <laughs> ultimate motivator. You know, because now I'm feeling good. Like, we've done something good. And he's like, yeah. no. You just get started. You got to be there all the time. You know, he's like, there's only one place you can leave from the front. You got to get in there. Yeah. So every day I'm not there or every hour I'm not there. I hear arenas like on my shoulder, like yelling at yeah. me, but not yelling, but just telling me yeah. I was there every day. Yeah. So, so how, how has that paid off with the, uh, with the worker shortage right now? It's been it? phenomenal. We, we yeah. have no shortage. We're fully staffed right now. Ah, good job. You know, but, but we've worked our butts off mm-hmm. and, we've, and we've paid a huge wage. And mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to find quality. And, you know, one of my business partners, who's an amazing man, his name's Todd Marshall. He's mm-hmm. had a lot of success in the business world. And um, he's, been, he's been like an incredible partner for me. He's, he, he's, he's supported us in everything, you know, I don't want to make a mistake, but I do. Yeah. And when I do, nobody on my team is like, you messed up. Everybody's like, this is fixable. Here are the options. We're solution focused mm-hmm. people. And yeah. it's, a great, um, it's a great culture amongst my ownership group. You know, I have four business partners and, and, I, and I love them like family and they love yeah. me. And it's, it's, it's such a wonderful dynamic that we have. But he, he just told me, he's like, listen, Vincent, Resorts World just hired 9,000 people. You need 25. There is no excuse. Get out there and go to work. Find yeah. people. Yeah. There's no excuse. And I just went out and worked harder. Yeah. And he just said, pay the most and demand the best of your team and treat them like gold. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And it's working. Yeah, people, all they need is a little bit of encouragement. Like, you know, hey, a, a, and a path forward. And if you're giving them that culture and that path forward, you know, that's, it's going to go a long way. Every time I think I have an excuse of why I'm not doing something, my business partner reminds me that it's possible. Yeah. I've already defied the odds. I shouldn't even have a place. That's what a good partner's for. That's what yeah. a good you know, partner's for. And he does it in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so he's, he's great. He's great. 
you build off of each other's strengths. That's uh, and you know, let, let's talk about one of your huge strengths. You are one of the most dynamite pizza makers in the entire country. Uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're just out there doing some really great things with dough. Um, you know, talk about your, uh, your styles that you have going on right now in the shop, uh, and kind of where you're, where you're at on how you, uh, bring those to out to the public. We're, we're learning a lot. Um, I just started doing a poolish and, uh, I got a lot of help Ooh. from Giulio Adriani yeah. and, um, um, I'm not one of the best or dynamite pizza makers in the country. The more I learn, the more I realize mm -hmm. I don't know anything. I, I really you. don't. I have so much to learn. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky that I had good people around me. Yeah. And you know, Fred and the Orlando foods guys embraced me because mm -hmm. I did some cool things with the gluten-free. I kind of got lucky, but the truth is, is that, um, we're trying to be good mm -hmm. on some days. We are most days. We're not, but we built, we built it right. You know, yeah. and we have a temperature controlled dough room. We have a water meter and a chiller. Oh, wow. We can deal with the hot summers of Vegas. Mm -hmm. My room where we, where we keep the dough in is protected from the elements. Mm -hmm. um, we're using Caputo Americana super. We're using Tipo Uno. We believe in organic products. Mm -hmm. We believe in, in, uh, in, in Italian flour mm -hmm. for American pizza. We lead with the grandma style. Um, yeah, which I, I, I just tip my hat to, you know, King Umberto and the Cesarano family yeah. and those I guys, I spent a week there and they changed my whole life, you know, but yeah. a month before I opened good pie, I spent a week there to work with, with John on gluten-free and mm -hmm. man, you know, he, he ended up paying me cause I was broke. I had no money. When I opened good pie, I had $57 yeah. in the bank. Wow. And so I had to try to get some consulting work cause I, I needed the money. Yeah. And, um, I joke with him all the time that, that I owe him that money because I learned more from him than I taught. I was there supposed to teach those guys. I feel bad about it to this day because I, I taught what I knew, but they knew more than me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've been blessed to have uh, dedicated myself to the grandma-style pizza. And our, our grandma's respectable. It's gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing, you know, what I call is a Brooklyn-style pizza. And then we have New York street slices and people get confused by that. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this to everyone out there. There's more than one New York style. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's like saying Chinese food is a style or Mexican food is all the same. Like mm -hmm. there's regional different pizzas of New York. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, and again, this is my interpretation. It's my story. And I have my poetic license to call anything, whatever I want. Cause it's my restaurant mm -hmm. and I don't care what the, people out there maybe judge it or not judge it. Cause if you like it, you buy it. And if you don't, you can criticize me, but I'm, I got a thick skin. So I'm not, I'm not scared of critics. <laughs> yeah. But Absolutely. the truth is, is that for me, Brooklyn style pizza has fresh mozzarella on it. Mm -hmm. Because when I grew up and I learned the iconic Brooklyn places, they were, they opened at a time where there was no mozzarella to buy and they were making their own mozzarella. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I go back to that and my way of honoring the traditions of Brooklyn pizza making from the origin is to add fresh mozzarella and call my round pies Brooklyn style. You cannot get that by the slice. It's only a whole pie. Okay. The New York street slices only have shredded mozzarella okay. and you can only get that by the slice. Like 20 mm -hmm. inches, a 20 inch pie. It's an like 18 that. inch. Yeah. And that's something I'm not proud of. It should be 20, but it's yeah. 18. Now I wish I was doing Nino Coniglio. If you're listening, you're right. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> 
I wish I was doing a 20 inch pizza cut in eight, but I'm yeah. not. I'm doing an 18 inch pizza cut in six because yes, I want to be an authentic New York place, but I am in, I am on the West coast mm-hmm. yeah, and that's, that's what my customers want. Yep. They want a bigger slice. And also the 20 inch trays, the 20 inch racks, the sheet trays, the baker's racks, nothing is suitable and everything for 20 inches custom right. where the 18 inches standard. So yeah, I had a hard Makes time sense. trying to do 20 inches and the bigger you stretch the pie, right? The more can go wrong. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm trying to make things a little easier, please my customers and also adjusting to the needs and the availability of equipment mm-hmm. and hands and you know, 18 inches is more readily available than 20. So yeah, I made the change and, and I'm sorry, Nino. I know you're mad at me because of that. You, you yell at me all the time. It's not real. I apologize. I had to do it. I didn't want to do it, but I'm doing yeah. an 18 inch round yeah. and that's what I'm doing. And so the round pies come in two sizes. If you buy a whole pie, we do a 12 inch and an 18 mm-hmm. inch. The slices are 18 inch rounds cut in six. And we do a grandma. That's a rectangle. It's a 12 by 18 inch square. And then we do a Detroit in two sizes. It's an eight by 10 and a 10 by 14. Um, We're not using brick cheese. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're using Gabani cheese for our Detroits. Um, And we also use Grande. Yeah. Um, I use Grande and Gabani. I use both. Are you using Um, a white cheddar too? Are you using a... I'm I'm not using any cheddar cheddar. in my restaurant, only mozzarella. And you know, it's just what we like. Mm -hmm. And it's what we found. works and so every pizza that we do every style we do is a part of nostalgia for me and it's a part of honoring my my heritage and i want to stay in 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 touch with that and that's how we decide if something is you know on the menu or not we're doing sicilian style um we're doing our own version and uh we're, we're proud of it we're happy it doesn't have that big rise that chris and john have but but it has it, it it has it has something that reminds me of the Sicilians of my youth, mm-hmm. and it's it's not as thick. It's a little thinner. Um, it's different. It's it's sauce on the bottom with cheese on top. We don't yeah. do the sauce on stripe tops, and we just do our version of things that it's the better. It's the new and improved version of my memories. Yeah. Yeah. And, like and, um, and I'm proud of it. And yeah, you're staying true to yourself. That's all you can yeah. do. That's all you can I'm do. trying to be authentic to myself yeah. and yep. express myself as an artist, yeah. as a culinary artist. And I want to tell a story. Um, and someone asked me the other day, hey, you're from Brooklyn. I read all about you. Why you do Detroit pizza? You're just riding the fad. Oh. And I said, well, Detroit pizza is from Sicilian pizza. Mm-hmm. Sicilian pizza is from Sicily. My family heritage is from Bagheria, Sicily. Yeah. And they came here and they struggled. And this D- Detroit pizza comes from the Italian American, the Sicilian American immigrant struggle to keep something alive and reinvent it based on what you had. Mm-hmm. And that struggle is part of my story. It's part of my life. It's, it's part of my history. So we make Detroit pizza to honor the struggle of Sicilian American immigrants and what they went through to bring Detroit pizza to life. Mm-hmm. And everyone we make celebrates that. Yeah. And yes, I've never really even been to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm Sicilian. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of who I am. And so I want to make that pizza for that purpose. And, mm-hmm. and as long as I stay connected to that, then I think that I can feel proud 
to make my version of Detroit, you know, yeah. and, and, and we're not doing the, the textbook version. Mm-hmm. One of the things about our pizza, Denise, is everything we make comes from one master dough formula. Nice. And we don't change doughs. We don't change hydration. We do one dough. We make five different styles from one dough. Oh, wow. Laura, Laura Meyer just did a need to know column about that very subject about trying to, you know, use your she didn't one call dough. Me. Yeah, she didn't call She didn't me. call you, no. <laughs> I love you, Laura. I just bought some focaccia. I'm waiting every day. I check the mail. <laughs> That's great. But Laura is qualified to do an article on that. I certainly yep. am not. So I need to go read that. <laughs> you know, but being able to use one dough for, you said five styles. I mean, that is huge. That, huge. that you know, that's less stress on your staff, on your pizza makers, on, you know, on who's coming in to make your dough. Uh, you know, it just, it makes the process and storage a whole lot easier. They, they go their different roads at, at a certain point in time in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, we're proud of it. Yeah. Uh, and I did it by necessity because when we started, Palm Plaza was so small. Mm-hmm. If I would have had a big budget and opened this bigger place from the beginning, I yeah. probably would have went a different way. And that's what's great about pizza. Sometimes things are born out of necessity mm-hmm. or lack of, right, lack of tools, lack of resources, mm-hmm. lack of funding. And those things end up being a part of your everyday life. And then even when you have those resources, then you still, that's what I do. Yeah. But my dough changes every day. Um, my dough formula is not the same. Even though I have a temperature controlled environment, mm-hmm. there's still variables that, you know, we change. Um, and we're, we're constantly looking at things. We have a dough uh, glossary or kind of a, a, a dough diary where mm-hmm. we write certain d- things down. Every batch of dough we've ever made, I have written in a, in a composition notebook. And yeah. I have like four books now that are oh, full. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Eventually the, plan is to put it on the Excel sheet, but I've never done it yet. <laughs> I don't like to open Excel up either. It hurts yeah. my brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do something dumb. Yeah. But it's in a boat it's in a book and I look at it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, August of 2019 was really humid. And we took away we took away, you know, hydration from our dough. Speaking of reference. well speaking of uh temperature control if you could turn it down just a few notches before we get out there in August, that would be great. I yeah. saw the, oh saw the heat last, I saw the, <laughs> the seven day, it was like 115 out there. I'm like, how are you guys doing it with that? It's been record, record temperatures, uh, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of theories about that, but, but, but fortunately for us, we keep the slice window closed, right? There's a window yeah. to the street that's just closed. People can come in and get slices at the counter mm-hmm. and they are, Um, We've been lucky because I anticipated a a big drop in business that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, We're getting smarter in other areas. And the one thing I'm really proud of is that we adapt. Mm -hmm. Temperature is like adapting and like people are using the word pivot a lot. Oh, we pivot. It's COVID. We've done this. We did that. And we, that, that was happening in the restaurant business long before COVID guys. We're always constantly adapting. I mean, you know, Arena has been in business 50 years over here. You don't last that long without constantly being able to adapt and understand what the customer needs are and, and, and stay ahead of that curve. You know, so we're trying our best to read our customer, give them, you know, exceed their expectations, give them a great experience. I think we're going away from 
product-based purchases to experience-based purchases. Mm -hmm. Experience, experiential dining is the future. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not there now, you're a dinosaur. If you're not online ordering now, you're a dinosaur. If you're not investing heavily in video marketing, you're a dinosaur. Photos are not okay. I don't even look at Facebook anymore, guys. I don't even look at it. Mm -hmm. My Facebook page, I get like 20 likes. I used to get 200 likes because I'm not engaged in Facebook. Yeah. I saw the thing on Netflix and I'm like, I don't want to be on Facebook. They're like too much in my privacy. I'm more on Instagram, not even my personal Instagram. I don't even yeah. look. Vince Rotolo Instagram, I could care how many followers I have. Yeah. I could care. I am all in on Good Pie Instagram. I'm investing in video. It's 99%. That's what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And in the future, you know, we want to be, you know, a brand of tomorrow. We don't want to be a brand of yesterday. And I think that we'll constantly try to change and evolve. Mm -hmm. Our food is changing all the time. We're trying to be better. Our service is adapting. So adapting is nothing new. Mm -hmm. So adapting to the heat is just one other ad adaption. Yeah. It's just one other adjustment. And yeah, it's hot. Um, we'd be doing this interview in the restaurant if they weren't <laughs> working on my AC right now. And my AC <laughs> yeah. is brand new and we got the best one you could get. Wow. But it's, we're adjusting it and we're maintaining yeah. it and we're changing the filters. And we're doing all the little things that we're cleaning out all the, you know, the, the, all the refrigeration. There's, there's flour in a pizzeria. The flour goes in your filters and it goes yes. in your compressors. And if you're not constantly cleaning them out, you're going to break. They're going to break. Yeah. Yeah. I have 11 pieces of refrigeration just in the kitchen and another seven at the bar. And, you know, all those need to be maintained in this heat. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're just working harder. Yeah. We're working harder to take care of our equipment. We're working harder to keep our room cold. We're working harder to stay cool. And um, um, I'm doing more therapy to, to be calmer. I don't want to start yeah. yelling at people because I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying to be nicer. I'm trying to be more compassionate. I'm trying to care Depress. more about others. I'm Depress. trying to help other people more. Yeah. You know, it's not about myself. For a long time, it was about, I need to get here. I got to reach this goal. It took me 20 years to get here. And I was self, I was focused on my own goals, very much so. But now that I'm closer to being where I want to be, I got to help others and be more invested in other people's successes because that's the true growth. And I wish I was doing that before, but I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, it's uh, I know it's your day off, so we're gonna let you go enjoy your day. I don't have days off. I'm well, going to work. I gotta go to work. I gotta deal with me, yes. guys. <laughs> I'm going to check the water pressure on the toilet bowl. How about that? That's primary. <laughs> That's a day off, right? Yeah. I appreciate you guys. What you do is great. Um, you guys are so important to our culture. And um, I love how you're shining the light on, on new, new, you know, pizza operators coming up that are doing great things. Mm -hmm. And the existing kind of like titans of the industry are always well represented. And so thanks for including me in anything you do. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to do, um, I've been lucky because I've had friends mm -hmm. that have just, you know, I'm just a passionate guy who cares a lot about what he's doing. And I, I I'm so blessed that I've had influential people in the yeah. industry become my friend and just care about me and try to help me. And, and I'm, I'm trying to every day work as hard as I can to be worthy of those friendships and to, and to add value to this industry. And so and that's I hope I was able that's to do that you yeah. know, today a little bit. 
that's yeah. what it's all about. And that's what we, you know, try to do with pizza expo as well. You know, yeah. big sharing, big community, everybody helping everybody out. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Look forward to seeing you in what? Wow, it's less than well, two months now. I less than two months. Yeah. Listen, do you guys need anything? I'm here. Yeah. I have absolutely. a lot of resources in town. Mm-hmm. My my restaurant is your home base if you need it. Nice. Anyone out there who's a pizza maker coming to compete, I have plenty of walk-in space for you. I have freezer space. <laughs> oh wow! You, ship, <laughs> you hear that? No, you can ship stuff to me. I am here to help you guys compete. Yeah. Um, I don't want anybody complaining that I won because we have a home field advantage and I'm making dough <laughs> in my own restaurant. Yeah. So, uh, not that I'm going to win, but I'm trying to win. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to go in confidently, you know. Hey, right? yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, tell us w- real quick, what, uh, what area are you competing in this year? I'm doing a grandma. Uh, we're going to be in the pan division. Nice. Um, I'm not personally competing, but my pizza makers. So, what we're doing is a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm doing in the month of July, I'm doing an in-store competition amongst all my pizza makers. Oh, wow. And I'm making uh, them compete for two spots. Wow. And then if cool. they win, if they win the in-store competition, I'm giving them prize money. It's like a satellite nice. tournament, like the World Series. Yeah, yeah. such a great idea. And then that if they win idea. at Expo, I'm personally going to match whatever they win. Oh, wow. Nice. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my guys focused on improving their skills. And understanding the criteria on which that they're being judged upon. Mm-hmm. And if we could just get all these guys to buy in, then hopefully my pizza makers uh, care more, are more invested, and are making better pizza every day in the restaurant. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing, yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's going to be pan division. We're going to do a grandma and traditional division. We'll do, you know, a, a round pie, a traditional, and, and, a, and, a, and a pan. So, we're, uh, we're excited that the competition is back and we want everybody to, to succeed and do well. So if anyone out there who sees this needs help, my email is pizza at goodpie.com. Mm-hmm. You can send me stuff. You can mail me stuff. You can, I will keep it for you. I'll hold it for you. I'll help anyone out there competing to give you uh, whatever resources you need locally. And, and I'll bend over backwards to try to make it a little easier for you. And I'm happy to do that. That's why this industry Friend is so of the great. Industry. People yeah, like so you. That's, that's so that's great. Awesome. Yeah. That's I great. don't really want to do it, but I'm trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show today. We appreciate you and we appreciate everything that you do for your people and the industry and for your market out there. And uh, we can't wait to see you in a couple months. Thank you so much you both thank for you. having me, Denise. Keep All up right. the great work, Josh. Thank you guys. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.